Hello, and welcome to another special edition episode of Black Women Voices. I'm one of the hosts, Anne-Marie Edwards, and I am currently pursuing a doctorate in educational psychology. I wanted to explore an innovative approach with my dissertation. So about a year ago, I asked my sister host if I could record special episodes for the Black Woman Voices podcast that would be included in my dissertation. If you missed episode one of the series, I would encourage you to go back and listen. In that episode, I give a more robust explanation of the premise behind the special series. This is episode eight of a nine-part series. This episode features Yilly, and her voice is the next voice you'll hear. and I'm a 25-year-old female from the west side of Chicago. My immediate family makeup includes my mom, granny, stepdad, and my little sister who is 17 years old. My extended family makeup includes a number of cousins and aunts. I have an aunt who is my mother adopted sister and she has four children. My great aunt, who is my granny's sister, has one daughter and one deceased son. Her daughter, my cousin has four children, two boys and two girls. Her two boys are my favorite cousins and who I grew up with loving them like brothers. The most influential people in my circle are my mom and granny. So my mom had me at 13 years old and I know a lot of people judged her and had doubt she would ever be successful. Yet today, she is happily married, has a high college education, an officer of law, and has raised two studious daughters who are both scholars at their learning institutions. Some lessons I have learned from my mom is to never allow others define you or your future. No matter what people said about her, she didn't let it stop her from achieving her goals. She has also taught me to never give up on my dreams or what makes me happy, no matter how hard it may be. Growing up, I know it was hard for my mom to work full-time, go to school full-time, and then come home and be a wife and mother. Today, that is not her struggle. My granny is a retired federal agent. She raised me, my mom, my aunt, and her four children, my cousin Shanavia and her two boys while working full time, and she was a widow. She paid all the bills, cooked, cleaned, ensured we never lacked any necessities, and gave us everything we asked for all by herself. My granny has taught me independence, good work ethic, and how prayer and faith will keep me rewarded in life. I am so honored to have been blessed with such an influential mother and grandmother. My K through 12 experience was nothing like what it is now in college. In elementary school, so pre-K through eighth grade, I attended a predominantly Hispanic school. I hated being the black girl while everyone else was Hispanic. It was so uncomfortable. I used to wish repeatedly that I were Hispanic so that I could fit in. During this time, I suffered from a lot of low self-esteem. Then I got to high school, which was predominantly black, and it was a lot of people like me, and I was able to fit in very well, but I wasn't as studious as I am today. In high school, I didn't get good grades. I wasn't involved in any organizations or extracurricular activities. My mom and granny continued to push me to do better and be better, but I wasn't trying to hear none of that. I wanted to be a street girl, 
but thank God for growth and wisdom. Going to college has been a blessing in disguise for me. Going away to college at first was very scary. I didn't even want to go away to college. I wanted to stay home with my mom and granny after high school and allow them to just take care of me so I would have no responsibilities. They wasn't having that at all. I applied to two colleges, UIC in Chicago and NIU in DeKalb. I didn't get accepted into UIC, but I did get accepted into NIU Chance Program. So NIU it was. My first year attending the PWI was my first time ever experiencing a real racial experience. Me and a few of my friends had caught the campus bus to Buffalo Wild Wings. By the time we were finished, it was late. So we decided to hang close together and wait for the campus bus to come back to get us. While waiting, this truck with two white men in it rolled past us, spit at us, and said, go home, niggers. I've always knew racism still existed. I've seen it on movies and TV, but to have been standing there actually living it did something to me. It broke me as a Black woman at a PWI, surrounded in this community that's predominantly white and being brutally disrespected. It was very scary, but I have this rageful side to me. And before you knew it, I was touching the truck on feet. I wanted them to say it again to my face. Of course, now I look back and realize that was a dangerous and stupid reaction. While chasing them, they could have lured me into the woods or something, hung and killed me. When I got back to my dorm that night, I called my granny and told her my experience. She was devastated and got upset with me. I remember her saying, don't you ever do nothing like that again. The man could have killed you. Another impactful experience was getting accepted into the nursing program. It was a challenge and I feel that the color of my skin played a part of it. I applied three times before I was accepted. The first time I applied, I had a 4.0 GPA and didn't get accepted. The second time I applied, I had a 3.8 and had previously received a D grade in microbiology. I was in the process of retaking the course and didn't think it was going to affect my acceptance, but it did. I didn't get accepted again and was told it was because of that D grade. I explained that I would have had got a better grade on my transcript in just a short couple of months. I had the professor write a letter on my behalf explaining that even if I didn't do any more assignments and failed the final, I still couldn't get under a D as my final grade in his course. I also had my chance counselor reach out on my behalf and they still rejected me. They wouldn't even allow me to be put on a wait list. I applied a third time and was waitlisted for one semester and then fully accepted. My first semester of nursing school, I ended up failing the class due to my exam average being 1% lower than the required. You need a 77% exam average first before your final grade from all your other coursework can be calculated. My exam average in this one class was a 76%. I went to the professor asking if there was anything I could do to make up this 1%, and she said it was nothing neither of us could do, and I would have to retake the class and accept that my graduation would be pushed back. I found out a year later, a couple of other students who has the opposite skin color than me had the same exam average issue in this class but the professor gave them makeup work to do so that they wouldn't have to fail or have their graduation pushed back. This made me mad and it hurt because I know how hard I worked and also knew these students didn't work as hard as I did and they didn't have to, yet they still passed. 
words I would use to describe who I am are blessed, intelligent, beautiful, ambitious, overachiever, leader, comical, trustworthy, courageous, adventurous, caring, and family-oriented. Some words I would use to describe my future are doctor, husband, homeowner, children, CEO, financially stable, happy, and travel. I feel my experiences have shaped me to be this strong, powerful, undefeated Black woman. Life is like a roller coaster. There will be ups and there will be downs. My downs have prepared me for my ups. The wisdom and supportive resources I have gained ensure me I will reach my destiny, my calling, and my ultimate goal of receiving my doctorate of nursing practice and founding my own community clinic. Some advice I would give other Black women is to be who you are and embrace it. Stand firm on your beliefs. Know you are beautiful, you are powerful, and you can achieve anything that you put your mind to. Black women were created with a unique kind of strength. And when you find yourself at your lowest, activate that strength and never look back. To all the Black women listening, you all are gold. And if don't no one tell you today that they love you, I'm here to tell you that I love you. I'm rooting for you. And Queen, keep reaching for the stars. And now for my research notes. Before I begin, more information on the resources I use for this segment will be in the show notes. The one major theme is around the narrative of the strong black woman. This narrative is misleading. It assumes that black women are indestructible. According to author Tamara Winfrey Harris, in her book, The Sisters Are All Right, the strong black woman stereotype perpetuates the notion that black women will not give in to their vulnerability even if we are emotionally or physically breaking down. In the case of Yilly, she is super driven, especially academically, and when it comes to her goals, but in other ways, she struggles. For starters, as a black woman, her assertiveness is seen as a threat, especially in the white classrooms of fields that lack diversity. The story of how she had to be retracted her program for a non-passing grade while her white colleagues were allowed to make up work in the same class to maintain their program standing is telling. This narrative can be passed down generationally. Yilly was clear that her granny and her mother both taught her to be strong. And for her, that meant to keep moving even during difficult times. That meant resilience. Strength becomes an inseparable part of a black woman's identity. This stereotype reinforces that black women are not human, but rather somehow invincible and therefore society should fear them. Seeing aunts, grannies, mamas, big mamas, and cousins in our circle who sacrifice their health and well-being while seemingly never missing a beat passes the lesson of strength down like an inheritance. Did our mothers mean to pass that lesson down in that way? How do we adapt the message to teach black women to find balance, to help black girls grow to understand that they are humans, complete with, yes, strength, but also emotions and vulnerability? One final note. Each episode will end with a clip of a song that the participant chose to describe their life journey. Yilly chose My Worship is for Real by Bishop Larry Trotter. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for taking the time to listen to Black Women Voices. Please come back next Friday to check out the next episode in this special series. And remember to follow Black Women Voices on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the links will be provided in the show notes. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please leave us a five-star review and share it with others. Now let's start a conversation. Take care and talk soon. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Because my worship